0: Talking finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance.
1: It's nine after 10 o'clock. It is a Tuesday morning. And of course, we're happy because we're about to get our finances in order. Brian Hirsch has just walked into the studio, everybody. Brian Hirsch, good morning.
2: Good morning to you, Kathy. Yeah, hoping to get all our finances in order big task. We're not going to achieve everything this morning, but we've got some good news for listeners this morning. Certainly what's happening in the market and a little bit of bad news about the, the borrowing from pension funds mm-hmm. and then some administration news relating to Will's Week, which starts next week on Monday.
1: So I think what we should do is start off with the bad news before we get to the good news. And you wanted us to talk about Health HealthSquared. I must be honest, I'd never heard of them before. Um, but you're saying it, 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 it's a medical aid, Brian?
2: Yeah. Well, Health Square was a, was a merger between Spectrum Aid and Resolution Health, and it's been going for some years. And all of a sudden, there was an announcement that because the insol- the solvency levels had dropped down to two percent, now medical aids need to have a solvency level of twenty five percent. They have enough funds over and above their liabilities by twenty five percent, and Health Squares. Liabilities dropped, uh, um, dropped down to 2%. So there was an application to put them into liquidation. Now, what does that mean? Members who, are, uh, who are, have got their funds, their medical aid, with that medical aid, will now have to find other cover. They weren't. There was negotiations between the council, the medical council scheme, and the board of healthcare funders to try and get one of the seven medical aids to take over your medical aid because you know when you join a medical aid, there are three things that happen. One, you get a waiting period, a waiting period of three months before you can start claiming. Two, you get a pre-existing condition of one year. So any pre-existing conditions. Not in terms of waiting, you may have to wait for a year to, um, to uh, first be able to claim. And then thirdly, if you're over the age of 35, you pay a late joiner's fee, which as you get older, if you've never been a medical member of a medical aid, up to a maximum of 75% penalty in, for, for every single month. It's in for, for life. So they tried to negotiate automatic cover. They have not been able to uh, negotiate automatic cover. So now that means that those members now need to go and find another medical aid. One of the reasons they weren't able to find a company, because it was happened to be ailing and older members who were members of that scheme. And, they, and the other schemes who maybe had a, a younger di- demographic didn't want to take them on. So all those members in Squid now need to get hold of a healthcare broker and help you to find and try and find you cover where, firstly, if you can prove that you've had medical aid cover since 35, you will not get a late joiner fee. Now, let me tell you, a late joiner fee can be up to 75%. So that's the first thing you need to do: get proof, and because these are a merger of a whole lot of medical aids and previous medical aids, you may have difficulty. but you can sign an affidavit confirming that you've had medical cover since you were at, 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 before thirty five which will not give you that late join penalty. And then you've got a waiting period which you've got to try and get waived and pre-existing. So speak to a health care broker who will maybe help you get onto a medical aid. I think there are 23,000 members that this affects. You asked me a question which I could not answer, Kathy. You said to me, what happens to their savings within their medical aid? I don't know if those two medical aids had savings, but in recent years, most medical aids have if you don't use it, you don't lose it. Mm-hmm. So it does make sense. There were some savings. I'll have to get more information on that and report about the savings element. So that's the first thing. That that's the that's the bad news of last mm-hmm. week.
1: So, so so Brian, could could one use their monthly instalment payment, including in the form of debit order, as uh, proof that you were contributing to a to um, the particular medical aid. In this instance, it will be health squared. In the absence of being able to find any documentation because it's now gone up under liquidation.
2: Definitely you could use that but you still got to prove to them that you were a member before 35 because you may have had a late joiners penalty when you joined that medical aid. All medical aids are subject to late join, and the argument against that is because you've never contributed to the healthcare system you should pay a penalty. I don't agree with that but but they say because if you've never contributed it, why should you be paying penalty? They've never paid you either Mm -hmm. but uh, the the acts clear and the the companies demand that. The other second thing that of of also bad news is, I did mention it two weeks ago and I'm mentioning it again, is are you you going to be able to borrow from your pension fund as was hoped in in the bill of 2021? Well the bill has now been published for comment and unfortunately the bill reads as follows. You cannot borrow on your pension fund up, to the, that you have contributed until the first of March two thousand and twenty-three, and that's if they get it in by two thousand and twenty-three. So if you've got five hundred thousand in your pension fund and you are hoping to borrow on it, there's a two-pot system. One two-thirds is always you can ever borrow is always going towards your pension. One third you are able to borrow. They've now made that clear. Anyone, you cannot borrow on any money contributed up to the 1st of March 2023, but any future contributions after the 1st of March can go into two pots. Two-thirds going to your retirement fund, one-third going to the borrowing. But if you think about it, if someone's contributing, has got 500,000 in their pension fund, and they're contributing 1,000 rand a month, next year, if you contribute 1,000 for 12 months, you'll have 12,000, you'll only be able to borrow on 4,000. So the hope was that people could borrow on pension funds has been dashed. The bill's still got to be promulgated and finalised, but that's the reading of the current bill. Cassata have put forward a lot of um, objections. To this bill, but what pe- members of working members of pension funds thought was going to happen has not happened.
1: So, so, Brian, is that going to change? So, yes, if you've been saving for a year, you can only borrow about four thousand rand. But if you've been saving for two years, let's say you're borrowing now off your pe- against your pension in 2025, you'll be able to access a little bit more.
2: Yes, correct. So it'll accumulate. You're allowed one borrowing a year and it will it'll accumulate. Oh, you're
1: allowed one borrowing a year? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, of, of,
2: of that amount of money that's gone into pot number one, which is the savings pot. Okay. But nothing compared to what people were hoping to do. Mm-hmm. People with large, people who worked for companies for many years, who've got large withdrawal benefits, because all based on your withdrawal benefits, if you leave, you, you and the hope was that you could borrow and then maybe pay off your debt. I, I haven't always advocated a good idea, but... But perhaps it's more important to live today. Get and with interest rates rising and likely to raise rise again, we're probably going to get another rise. We're seeing American rates rising. We're going to hear this week about the UK uh, rates rising. We're not sure what the new prime minister plans to do to to help the the those um, that are struggling with new gas prices and the cost of living. That can have a major impact on. Uh, they talking about inflation next year in the UK being anything between 18 to 22%. I mean, if you think of our inflation at 7.5%, it's quite frightening. But let's get on to some good news. And the very good news is that, you know, there have been many black empowerment schemes launched over the last 20 years. Well, I'm pleased to announce that Old Mutual is making an offer for qualifying black South Africans, and I'll repeat that, qualifying black South Africans, to invest in a once-off amount of or pay installments and become indirect, to sh- indirect shareholders of Old Mutual. I think this is an excellent transformative empowerment transaction. Old Mutual's focus is to help provide an, an easy and reliable way for black South Africans to start saving for lifetime goals. It's called Bulacela, which means in Susutu, pave the way. Old Mutual did this in 2000 which was most which was a 10-year plan and was most successful. The offer closes on the 24th of October and their online website is and I'll repeat this and maybe Cathy you can repeat it later www.singulot I'll spell that You can also call them On 087, 015, 0395, they have branches all around the country that you can visit. There are two options. One is where you pay for 2,000 Rand for 200 shares and you can apply for more. The second option is where you apply for 100 shares. You only have to put down 100 Rand and pay the balance over 12 months. What investors do need to understand that you cannot cash this for five years, and that is when I talk about shares. I always say it's not short-term, it's long-term, but at which stage the scheme will be listed on the stock exchange and upon they can sell their shares to other qualifying black persons or black groups. One caveat, be, be aware that share prices go up and share prices go down. There's always risk of not of old mutual but of the stock market there's no risk to old mutual but markets go up and down but i think it's a wonderful opportunity particularly where the markets are at the moment our markets on the doldrum similar to the rest of the world and i think it's a good opportunity to build some capital over the next five years uh, to buy into this old mutual scheme which is called bulla tseli
1: is there a, a limit to how much shares?
2: Yeah, they'll limit to fifteen percent of the share capital. Don't worry mm-hmm. about that. No one's going to get there. Certainly, <laughs> you know, we're talking about uh, we talking about tens of millions. Mm-hmm. But I think you know, if you've got twenty thousand or thirty thousand rand mm-hmm. and you want to take an opportunity, and you're getting these shares at a discount, you're getting these shares in a great company. You're getting these shares, and I believe where the market is, disc- the market is at a, a discount. This is a great time. It may not be the best time. There may be at times, the markets could still come off but this is as good a time as ever to be gui- buying into, uh, into a share with Old Mutual it's a fine company, it's a leading company in South Africa and I think you will do very well. Right. Unfortunately the one share that didn't work so well was Sassel because mm-hmm. Sassel issued the shares at around about 360 and that's where they are now but this is a the, 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 I think you're buying in a good time, let's put it this way if I was able to buy, would I buy the answer would be yes.
1: How much? I'd put uh,
2: a substantial amount in. I'd put anything up up to three to five percent of my total assets into so it. I think it's a it's a great company, and I'm getting the shares at in, at a very discounted price.
1: When Brian says three to five percent of his total assets, you heard oh. that, ne? His total assets, that's the language that we speak here, not three to five percent of the money I have in my account right now.
2: (laughs) Well, when I came in and the the, the next bit of news is uh, (laughs) Kathy said to me, I said, you know, next week is wills week. And that means you can actually go there. You can go online and have a look at the attorneys that are offering free wills. Look they're not offering complicated free wills where there's a husband and a wife and a second wife and a second husband and children all over the place and you've got to look at trust but a simple will which so few South Africans have but it's important to have a will so important to have a will who are you leaving your assets to? The first thing Kathy said to me well I'll tell you what. I said to Kathy, Cathy you don't have a problem with the will because you're going to leave everything to me and she said well we do a deal you leave everything to me and I'll leave everything to you <laughs> So I'm not I sure. feel
1: like it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so so it is important that you take advantage of these things. The old, the old mutual share option you got till the 24th of October. <laughs> Get a prospectus apply and the second thing is take advantage of the will week, which will get you a simple will. Where a husband and a wife, you know, just want to make sure that mm-hmm. assets go to each other, and if they not alive, it goes to their children. Uh, otherwise, you end up not having a will, dying intestate. And if you die intestate, it's laborious. It takes time to wind up mm-hmm. a state. The, you have to the most has to get involved, and if they're young children, the money could go into the guardian fund. It's not where you want to go because it's just a fund. You want your funds managed by capable people. So please take advantage. It comes once a year. Take advantage of Will Week.
1: Yeah. I, I, I saw a story um, in the papers, I think, in the last two weeks. You might not know him uh, rapper Ricky Rick. Um, he passed away earlier on this year, you know, after uh, having committed suicide. And um, his life partner. Um, now is now applying to the master of the court so that she can be named the executor of the will because he didn't have a will in place. And you, you can just see um, how complicated these things can make life. You well, know? in
2: that particular case, an executor, can't, an executor has no powers other than to follow the will. So to be appointed executor doesn't really mean anything.
1: But if he doesn't have a will.
2: Yeah, but you can appoint an executor, lawyer or a Mm. trust company. The trouble with the will is people have to determine, are they beneficiaries? Are they family members? Were mm. they dependent mm. on in, on this individual who passed away? And and what I'm saying, it can be tied up in the courts because, you know, even if you have a will, people can contest the will, but not to have a will, not to have a piece of paper that says who you're leaving your assets to. If it's even only only a motor car or, 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 or small assets, who are they going to? Just make sure that you actually have a will uh, even if it's only one page, and I can assure you that you know, it's not complicated. It gets complicated when they're children, because children under the age of 18 can't inherit. And therefore, if there's money left to children, it's got to go into a trust. And you would rather have the trust managed by people you know and not tra- managed by the de- government department.
1: Brian, let's get into some of our other issues. And this is an important one, right? Some of our listeners have been reaching out to you, talking about how they're struggling to pay the increase on their bonds because those interest rates are just shooting. The only way they're going is up. We're not going to see anything coming down anytime soon. And these are the realities that we have to live with. Of course, that can mean... Um, substantial increases when you look at it collectively in terms of how much more people are paying for their overall debt on a month-to-month basis.
2: Cathy, you know, I've been saying this now for the last four or five months that interest rates are going up and people needed to understand they're going to be paying more. And you're right, they are going to get, they are going up again. We're definitely going to get another 1% to 2% rate of increase because of inflation and because of what's happening globally and because of the fear of recession. But, you know, they've got to stop people spending. But, but what I don't understand, people aren't spending on all the luxuries. They spend on living, transport, food, education. I mean, uh, pet- all those Things that are thrust on us. It's not as if these are things that we, we have any choice to do. But look, the, 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 you've got to first talk to your banker. Uh, um, it, although interest rates are higher, and you and you may be paying, you may have. You know, we talk about prime. We talk about prime being at around about nine now, and people talk about having a rate half a percent below prime at eight and a half or one above prime. If you're in a better financial position, maybe for starters, you can get your bond rate slightly lower and then have to pay the increase. The second alternative is to look at what other investments you've got for the time being, even if it's an endowment policy or unit trusts, and maybe... Put a breaker on that and use that money to fund the additional costs. Don't don't tamper with life insurance because life insurance is there to protect you. But you may have to look at your other savings plans because your bond is a saving because ultimately you want your bond paid off. You could also look at, which is expensive, you could also look at extending your bond for a longer period. A 20-year bond going to 25 years. And again, you have to talk to your bank and what the costs are of doing that. Alternatively, if you're paying debt, if you're paying off motor car finance, and you and uh, and you're paying your bond, you may have to think about your motor car. Maybe uh, downsizing. But a lot of people have taken balloon payments on their motor cars, which you know they pay a small amount, and suddenly come the end of five years, they've got this enormous balloon payment that they've got to pay in. But you've then got to look at your budget. You've got to look at your short-term insurance. You've got to look at all those areas where you can cut back. Now, we've spoken about it. Don't leave it. And please, if you're getting into your rear with your bonds, don't think it's going to go away. You must talk to your bondholder. And if you need to, then you certainly need to look at wherever you can save money. Uh... You know, maybe you've got to think if you're a healthy person and a younger person, maybe you've got a downgrade on your medical aid. And again, I'm saying don't just don't don't just take that option without talking to a healthcare specialist. there's a commission built into your medical aid. It doesn't cost you more to talk to a financial planner. Don't panic and start selling, you know, and start selling your home because you're not going to get the right price. You're going to end up getting less and you're going to owe the bondholders still and you're going to be in a in a worse position. So review all all your expenses, but don't leave it because it's going to get worse for the next number of years.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, Brian, I've got a couple of questions that have come in for you. I think let me kick it off with just those that are on text because um, we've got headlines coming up shortly. Don't have enough time for a voice note. Um, Let me see. Uh, This is a message from one of our listeners who says, uh, Brian, uh, can a colored person qualify for the old neutral shares and also um, what do you know of the company a investment company
2: well I'll deal with the second question first because I don't know anything about that company I haven't heard about it is it a public company is it a private company if who's asking you to invest money in that company uh, but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. I just don't know anything about it, and I will check up on it. It's but let me talk to you. They make it very clear in the prospectus, very clear that this offer is for qualified black south africans to become indirect shareholders of Old mutual what i will do is I, maybe there's some notes late and maybe i've only saw i only saw an advert but i need to get hold of the prospectus and i will report back next tuesday we still got plenty of time the 24th i mean it's very unfair that a coloured person can't uh, apply yeah, for shares, yeah. but I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know their thinking, and I will report back next Tuesday.
1: All right, no problem. Thanks for that, Brian. I'm back with some of your WhatsApp voice notes. It's now ten thirty. Let me take over to the news desk.
0: Kathy on SAFM.
1: All right, uh, we're getting ready to say goodbye to Brian. Brian, let's take two voice note questions, and then you're out of here.
0: Uh, I'll say this is Peggy from from KZN. Uh, good morning to Brian. Um, I just want to ask one question. When it comes to executor, you know, I'll, 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 if I pass away, I'll, I'll, when I pass away, I'll leave quite a lot of money in in life cover, and I'm worried that my kids are, are still under the age of 18. And I don't. I, I'm not saying that I don't trust my wife, but. I prefer to leave money where it's safe. I will do a will, I will also do a trust fund and all of that. Can I be able to stipulate on the will and can that be followed through and through to say that I want the funds, for instance, to be invested in in, in real estate for them up until they reach maybe an age of 22 and they can only get um, interest on whatever they have or they get rent money from whatever investment that i have for them
2: uh, children under the age of 18 can't inherit and anyway i don't think you want children under the age of 18 to inherit a whole large of capital because you want them at that stage to be continuing with their careers so what you've done with the life policy you need to make the life the beneficiary under life, the life policy not the children because you need to make it a trust uh, and then in your will, you need to create a trust for the children and you need to have trustees and you need to give trustees wider powers than just uh, so the executor winds up the estate. The executor has no discretion whatsoever. The, the executor winds up the estate based on what the will says, and they cannot deviate at all. They can't deviate. I mean, I had a will recently where the family had carers, and they wanted me to pay the carers, and I was winding up the estate, and they wanted me to pay carers 5,000 rand each that had been looking after this elderly lady. I can't do that. I said to the carers, to the to the beneficiaries, when you get the money, you can give them whatever you want, but we as executors can't do it. So executor follows the letter of the law. You create a trust and in the trust you you name that the children are the beneficiaries, you name at what age you want them to get their money, 22, 25, 30. You give discretion to the trustees to allow them to maybe advance their money at an earlier stage. You give discretion to the trustees of what they're allowed to do. Don't. Don't only give them the right to invest in property, because sometimes we've seen in South Africa the last few years it ain't a good idea to invest in property. And each child, as they grow older, will have their own desires and needs and their own families. So you give the trust trustees who you trust, your appoint trustees who you trust, and you give them the right to make decisions you limit you can limit their decisions by not going into anything risky but give them much wider powers and that's how you do it through your will Uh, and change the beneficiaries under your policies if they to young children because the insurance company cannot pay out to 18 they will then have to create a trust and if you've done that in the will, then automatically it'll be done by the executor just appoint someone who's reliable to be your executor to wind up the estate. And then, ob- obviously, form the trust, have the money to go into the trust, and then the trustees take on that responsibility.
1: All right. Thanks for that, Brian. Let's take this uh, one last voice note.
0: Cassie, uh, good morning. Uh, sorry, I know it's, it's not today's topic, but can you ask Brian, what is the threshold for tax-free uh, pension, like if you are going on pension and how much is tax free or can you if you if you're taking this cash is it uh, is it all taxed or can you take a portion tax free if you are taking this cash i remember he said something like 250,000 is tax free if you are catching that so i'm not sure but please can just ask him for me
2: OK, so let's understand. Under a provident fund, uh, most of the provident funds subject to the changes, uh, you can get all in cash. But the amount under a pension fund, you can get one third in cash. 500000 is tax-free. That's as if you've never taken it before through any other source like a retrenchment. So the first 500000 is tax-free. The next 200000 is only taxed at 18%. And the next 350000 is taxed at 27%. So depending on your tax rate, going into in retirement because of, of, of obviously if you're earning less in retirement your tax rate is lower. I'm I'm always advising people definitely take the 500 definitely take the 200 because your tax rate probably will never be lower than 18% so that will give you 700,000 less 36,000 it will give you 664,000 in cash and then the balance can buy you a pension uh, because anything above that mark of what I said at 50 you going to pay 36 percent of your capital away and it's unlikely that in your retirement your cap your tax will be that rate so 500 tax-free and if you haven't taken it before many you there's a 500 amount available and many people have taken it via retrenchment they were retrenched and they didn't pay tax on that amount of their salary because of that because of that allowance so if they've already taken it then it gets deducted from the 500 if you took 200 you can get 300 so 500 if you had never taken
1: Taken before. Brian, it's always such a pleasure being in your company. I think we learned so much from you, Brian. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Cathy. And I'll, I'm going to talk to my wife about our discussion.
1: <laughs> Something tells me I'm on a winning streak. Your contact details just before you go. 11
2: 880 11 880
1: all right, Brian. Have a great week. Further, that is Brian Hirsch. and as you heard, uh, yeah, lots of things for us to cover. Hopefully, even if I'm, if I, even if it's not, even even if I'm not the only one on his will, right? There has to be like a little asterisk there, that says <laughs> a little asterisk with my name to it, right? Even if it's like, give Kathy pins for the rest of her life. No pressure, Brian.